Hello and welcome to the AMA Update video and podcast. Today we're talking about how art can improve your mental health. I'm joined by Dr. Frank Clark, a psychiatrist in Greer, South Carolina. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer. Dr. Clark, such a pleasure to see you today. Good to see you, Todd. I hope all is well. You know, there's been a lot of talk about mental health uh, during and after the pandemic. Uh, might come as a surprise to some people that there's a connection between art and mental health. And I think a lot of people would be surprised to learn just how deep a connection that can be. Dr. Clark, why don't we start by just talking about some of the specific benefits that art can have on your mental health. Thank you for that question, Todd, and I appreciate you having me on today. Um, there definitely is a inter there definitely is intersectionality as it relates to arts and mental health. And the arts can be music, it can be writing, that could be poetry, fiction, nonfiction, that could be um, painting, coloring. Some of the specific benefits that we have seen is that the arts can um, improve concentration, they can improve self-esteem they can actually reduce stress. So there is a hormone that is secreted by the body known as cortisol uh, whenever the body is under stress. And there have been plenty of studies to show that cortisol levels can be decreased when we engage in the arts and the positive impacts that it can have on our mental health. So overall, positive benefits uh, haven't really uh, um, seen any evidence to support deleterious um, effects on, in terms of the arts on mental health, but definitely positive. Now, that was pretty wide range of uh, arts that you define there. How serious uh, engagement in that uh, does it take to achieve the benefits that you're talking about? Well, I don't think you have to be a uh, Walt Whitman or a Picasso, so to speak, uh, or a Monet to, to um you know, be engaged in, in the benefits of art. Um, you know, just, you know, a couple minutes a day can be um, therapeutic for people. I, I, I equate it to exercise. Uh, we know that exercise, um, when we talk about physical fitness is important for the body and the mind and overall well-being. I think we have to look at something called, I would say, creative fitness and how that um, also can impact us. So, you know, they say an apple, away, uh, apple a day keeps the doctor away. I, I would say maybe a, um, a poem a day or uh, a writing exercise, whatever it may be, or just listening to music or singing or dancing. It's good for the body. And what's good for the body is good for the mind. You know, I'm in the middle of writing a book. I'm spending at least eight or nine hours a weekend trying to do this. I'm exhausted afterwards. Am I, am I getting the benefits of what you're talking about? I think you are. I mean, I think um, we always have to be mindful of our bandwidth. And, you know, sometimes we can get so engaged in our creative um, processes that we, we go to a different space. But I think it always is important to take time to, to rest. I'll go back to the exercise example. Um, as, a, as a runner, um, you know, you can um, run yourself into the ground, literally and figuratively speaking, and there's something called overtraining um, syndrome that people can develop if they exercise too much. I, I think maybe we could uh, equ um, equate that to um, the creative um, process as well. Sometimes uh, there's writer's block, um, which can sometimes be frustrating. And maybe that's when the time is to say, let me step away from this and come back to it um, another day. Well, thank you for that. Uh, Dr. Clark, as a psychiatrist, you've seen the benefits of art firsthand in your patients, but you also have your own experience. 
How have you turned to art throughout your career in medicine and what impact has that had on you? I appreciate that question, Todd. So uh, poetry has been life-saving for me in so many ways. Uh, it has allowed me to tap into my creative genius over the years. And it's something that I really started uh, getting engaged um, or became engaged with uh, during my medical school struggles. And so I um, was diagnosed with um, depression uh, during my uh, medical school career and which really took a toll on me uh, in, in more ways than one. And so I wanted to find an outlet besides running and my prayer life and my social connections um, to really heal. And I found that poetry has been that cathartic antidote that has, um, again, been life-saving and life-changing for me. Uh, I um, actually uh, didn't write as much uh, in residency and um, even the last couple of years, um, things were just kind of, poetry kind of laid dormant for me, but then the pandemic happened uh, and then the racial unrest and political tensions. I had so many emotions about all these things that were, were occurring and I needed to have more of a, uh, somewhat of a resurgence um, and poetry. Uh, I, I actually look at the pandemic as a silver lining for me because it allowed me to get back into my uh, creative space and I haven't stopped, I've been full steam ahead. Well, that's good news. Uh Curated from more than 3,000 major newspapers, magazines, and journals, the AMA Morning Rounds newsletter delivers the top stories in healthcare right to your inbox Monday through Friday. Subscribe today and check out all the AMA's free newsletters at ama-assn.org slash myinbox. That's ama-assn.org slash myinbox. Clearly, art has had such a meaningful impact on your life and many others. What kind of clinical research has been done to support these benefits and show that it's actually evidence-based? That's a good question. So, you know, we can look back. Uh, there's a the the the, the the literature is replete with evidence to show the uh, the positive benefits that art can have on mental health. You know, there's this term that many people may not be familiar with, but it's called uh, neuroaesthetics, um, looking at how art can change the, the body and the brain and just behavior. Um, this is something that uh, this this practice, uh, this term has uh, was coined back in the 1990s, I believe. And there's been a lot of research where um, uh, looking at this uh, process and how art can change the brain. There was a study actually done, um, I believe, at the University of College of London, where they um, took participants uh, and they underwent brain scans and they were shown uh, images of their favorite artists or, or, I'm sorry, major artists. And so basically what the participants, um, they were able to rate what their favorite paintings were and that increased uh, blood flow, flow to their brain uh, increased by 10 percent which is be equivalent to um, looking at a loved one. And so the areas of the brain that were affected, um, we think about the pleasure centers of the brain. So when we think about dopamine, um, so for me, my dopamine is um, increased when I'm running, when I'm writing poetry. Uh, for you, it could be writing the book. We all have that pleasure center. And so I think that's a very good um, study and illustration to show that 
you know, not only are we seeing the outward effects, but what is happening inside the brain as it relates to blood flow in, in certain areas. Wow. Well, there are more ways than ever now for people to be creative and express themselves. Is there any difference in the types of art that people practice and the mental health benefits that they get from doing that? I would say that I don't necessarily, I haven't necessarily seen the difference. You know, I encourage my patients to um, tap into their creative space whenever possible. For some, I have people that enjoy playing the guitar. For some, that's dancing. For some, for some that's singing. For some, that's writing poetry. I, I go back to that, um, the, the importance of creative fitness. So whatever the art is that makes you feel um, happy, that brings you meaning and brings you joy, I say that you're going to see uh, the same benefits no matter what form of art it is. And it's interesting to hear you use the different kinds of terminology because art to me is a very high bar in terms of uh, what I'm engaging in. But I love this concept of creative fitness. Do you think hearing kind of different terms and, and being intimidated by a term like art might be holding people back from giving it a try? Absolutely. I, um, you know, we, I, I believe that we were created with the gift of creativity. All of us have the creative um, niche, so to speak. I just don't think we have had the confidence to utilize that gift. And so if you think about coloring, we can all think back to our childhoods of just sitting down and coloring. It takes, you know, creativity to do that, right? You're and you're engaging with the picture that's in front of you. You're deciding what colors that you're going to use. It's all about self-discovery. So we have adult coloring books. And when you talk to adults sometimes when you're providing treatment, um, they may say, I don't want to color. Like, why, why would I want to color? That That's child's play. Uh, quite the opposite. Um, I know that I benefit from coloring. My wife and I have adult coloring books, that, and that's a great way to connect. So... I would encourage people to this sit this sit five or ten minutes. Um, again, you you don't have to be uh, one of the luminaries in the field of poetry or music or dance to to uh, explore your creative side. Just have fun with it, and then practice makes perfect. I find that over the years, I have found that over the years that my poetry has gotten better. A lot of that is because practice makes perfect. So the more you do, the better. Well, do you have any advice for physicians who'd like to talk with their patients about art and its mental health benefits? Absolutely. You know, oftentimes we hear in, in the medical space that we should be prescribing exercise, which I, I wholeheartedly agree. I would add to that that maybe we should be uh, prescribing creativity. Okay. And so when we're asking and checking in on our patients, you know, we're asking how they're doing. Maybe we say, what have you, what have you doing? What are you doing in the creative process? What, how, how's your creativity been lately? You know, last time we met, you said that um, you started um, taking drawing lessons or ceramics. How are you doing in that space? Um, I think that we can, um, you know, medicines are very effective, um, you know, for for individuals with mental health conditions and substance use disorders, but they're not the end all be all. I think we have to think outside the box and we have to look at people from a holistic approach. Um, we are more, as my mentor would say, we are more than just a bag of chemicals. We are human beings and we as human beings have feelings. So how can we tap into those feelings? And I think that's where the prescription for creativity comes into play. I like that bag of chemicals. Now, do you do like poetry or haikus on demand? 
<laughs> I can do I can do some haikus or poetry on the band. Do you want to take take us out on one? Sure. Uh, this is one called Poetry and Me. Tonight, joy lays with me, weightless and abundant, like feathers of a pillow. Good night. Well, that's the best ending to any AMA update ever. Dr. Clark, thank you so much for being here. That's it for today's episode. You can find all our videos and podcasts at ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Again, thanks for joining us. Please take care.